0: You're listening to the Colorado Sports Guys Podcast. This is the Mortcast featuring Jeff Morton. Now, here's your host, me. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the latest Mortcast part of the CSG Network. I am your host, Jeff Morton, as always. Thank you for joining me. Um, I, today is a victorious podcast. Um, the Nuggets managed to beat the uh, uh, Minnesota Timberwolves uh, by using a 15-0 run to finish the game to win 95-91 to close out the year 54 and 28, tying for the uh, second best record in franchise history or in NBA franchise history for the Nuggets. Uh, tied with the 2009 Nuggets and the, two, and the 1988 Nuggets. Um, the Nuggets um, kind of went through, and, and if anyone's been following the Nuggets on Twitter, or not the Nuggets, but just Nuggets News in general, uh, you'll notice that there has been this, uh, it's, I can't really call it this conspiracy theory, more of a pervasive thought. Um, I guess that's the best way to put it. Uh, surrounding the Nuggets' motivations for their last three games. Specifically, their game in Portland, uh, in Utah, and at home against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Actually, the last game against the Timberwolves, not so much. Um, but the games against Minnesota and, excuse me, not Minnesota, uh, the games against Portland and against Utah circled on there. And I look, I, I can't claim to know Nuggets' motivations on things. I have no idea. What their thought pattern was, but the general thought was the nuggets were going to tank a couple of games to uh, assure that playoff matchups aligned a certain way. Honestly, none of us can say what the Nuggets' motivations were. No, no one, not a single reporter can tell you this. Um, and if they do, they're lying. No one can know. Um, I'm going to say that the Nuggets intended all along to rest players against Portland on that second night. Um, the Nuggets played the Blazers, not in the back-to-back games, but, you know, they played one and then another game against Portland. And the second game in Portland, once the Nuggets clinched the, uh, the division and assured themselves of no uh, lower spot than three... They um, basically, you know, that that was kind of and if you listen to a Michael Malone quote from before they played San Antonio, um, someone asked him about resting players. And he said, we haven't even thought about that. Uh, Once we clinch the division, if we clinch the division, um, then we'll talk about it. And I think right there, you take signal, the Nuggets were thinking about, well, maybe resting players. And honestly, if you're going to ask me about this, honestly, I think the Nuggets' intent against Portland that, that night was to just rest Nikola Jokic, DeMaul Murray, and Paul Millsap. I believe that seriously was their intent, not to quote unquote tank games. Okay? The teams are very sensitive about that implication. Okay? It's been a narrative for years. Uh, and teams in the NBA really do avoid the, any sort of implication that they are somehow monkeying with the results or anything like that. Um, and we and got we got to keep in mind here, folks, that the Nuggets didn't rest anyone at all all year. You know, if healthy players play were you know if players were healthy, they played. Simply put, uh, Nikola Jokic, other than his suspension, played every game. Um, it was you know the the, the Nuggets had um, a reason to rest those players. And really, if you think about it, they had every reason to rest some more. Now, the caveat to this was the Nuggets were in a in the midst of a number two seed chase. And I think that people, um, when they look at this think, well, why would you do that when you're chasing the two seed? Uh, you need that two seed, blah, blah, blah. I don't think the Nuggets necessarily cared about, quote unquote, seeding. However... Big caveat here. If Houston somehow fell to the fourth spot in the conference and had to go through the five seed, whoever that would have been, that would have either been Oklahoma City or uh, Utah, and then had to go through uh, the Jordan State Warriors in the second round, that obviously is to your benefit. And I think that we would all be foolish if we didn't acknowledge the fact that that was a something that was out there uh, and people knew about. And of course, someone would want the Rockets, who the Nuggets have had such difficulty with, going, not having to play them, and going through the by far the most difficult part of the bracket, bracket then you would feel better about yourself, uh, obviously. I think any team would. I mean, don't let teams lie to you. They look at those matchups, and playoffs, as George Carl would tell you, are all about matchups. And the Nuggets uh, knew, and I'm sure they know, that they had some better matchups uh, if certain things fell a different way. The Nuggets couldn't really manipulate that. The only game they had real control over as far as what they could they themselves could do was the Portland game. The second one. And I think legitimately that was just a rest game. That was just a rest game. Now, the team that, I mean, there was a bunch of Rockets fans who were pissed off. But the team that got finessed, as the kids would say, right, the team that really got finessed was the Utah Jazz. That, um, the team whose fan base, um, uh, the best described to the Utah Jazz fan base, Um A weird, and I wouldn't call it a inferiority complex. They got a superiority complex, specifically when it comes to the Nuggets, and really an undeserved one since neither team has won a title. Now, the the the, the Jazz did go to two uh, finals, so they've got that up on the Nuggets. But since neither team has really has won a title in their time in the NBA, um, neither team can crow about anything, and the the uh, Jazz fans have always had a superiority complex about the Nuggets. In winning that game and (laughs) really going all out to win that game against the Nuggets, and you could tell the Nuggets were going half speed, that that was one of the least um, engaged performances I've ever seen from Nikola Jokic. In winning that game and going all out like that, they assured themselves a five seed, which... In hindsight, the, the 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 Jazz would have benefited from sliding to six, and not being anywhere close to the Houston Rockets, who they have matched up poorly with, and the team that I mean, honestly, if you look, if you watch, if you uh, follow the SLC dunk. Uh, account. They're all in their fields. another thing, as the kids would say, about what happened and what transpired. Now, a couple things that happened that were out of the Nuggets control. Oklahoma City beating uh, the the uh, Houston Rockets on a last-second shot by Paul George uh, was not something they could have, could have controlled. Um, and uh, Mo Harkless, um, um, exceeding himself and hitting a, a game-winning shot against the Lakers for the Blazers, Nuggets could not have planned that. There was a lot of parts of this whole, quote-unquote, master plan that the Nuggets had zero control over. None. And you could tell that the, uh, the Blazers were like, oh shit, oh my god, we're about to play the Oklahoma City Thunder, who we struggle against, and they rested almost their entire starting lineup against the, uh, against the Kings. The Kings were up by 25, and then the Kings were like, eh, no more. So they pulled everyone and started playing the Z-Squad, and the Blazers came all the way back to win. And there was just all these pieces that lined up that completely had nothing to do with the Nuggets. And I've been having fun with this on Twitter, right? I've been having a lot of fun with this. Because, really, um, it's, it's more aimed at the Jazz. I couldn't care less about Rockets fans, but it's more aimed at the Jazz fans who are Probably legitimately angry for feeling like the Nuggets did uh, a number on them, which is which is really what not what happened. What happened was the Jazz went all out to win a game that they probably should have lost. And in hindsight, but all, no team is going to tell you that they're they're going to lose. But now they have they have got the worst matchup for them largely because of a set of circumstances that were beyond the Nuggets' control. It is fun to say that this was part of the Nuggets' zany, devious scheme. The only thing they could have controlled and they did control was that game where they rested uh, three players and Isaiah Thomas inexplicably played the entire fourth quarter (laughs) of a game that the Nuggets were actually on the verge of winning. Um, But that point aside, uh, the Nuggets, you know... Didn't control anything. They didn't control any of that. They had no. They had no ability to control Paul George and Mo Harkless uh, deciding to win some games. I mean, honestly, they had no ability to do that. And I think that. I think that people now look at this saying like this was just likely a massive stroke of luck. That was started by the Nuggets resting three players against the Portland Trail Blazers. And the Utah Jazz trying to prove a point about that they are better than the Nuggets and falling into a trap (laughs) of their own doing and getting uh, the worst draw possible. I mean, that's really what you could talk about. And if the Nuggets quote-unquote planned that, you know, hey, uh, but I, uh, honestly, that, that's, it's kind of inconceivable to me that the Nuggets would, uh, have that sort of power. I mean, come on. Um, so I've got a couple other things I want to talk about before we, uh, before I take off here. Um, the Nuggets, um, let me see here. I'm looking it up. I had a rundown of what I was going to talk about here and I, like an old man, I, I, uh, I need to, I forget these things. Um, okay. First and foremost, we're going into the playoffs. And before I get to the matchup between the Nuggets and the San Antonio Spurs, um, I'm going to tell you that uh, KSE Cronky Sports uh, and Entertainment, as they are known now, um, get some people some damn t-shirts. Right? This was a problem all through the Mellow Era. The Nuggets, uh, I believe they tried it once. Uh, was it 2006? Mm, yes, I think it was the, against the, uh, the Clippers that they, they did it one time. And, it, and, you know, it was for some reason deemed to be a dud, right? So the Nuggets ended up um, <laughs> abandoning it and just handing out pom-poms. And the Nuggets are the lone holdout in the NBA in giving people T-shirts. I don't know Why? But it's one of those things that KSC has done, um, and uh, granted, the Nuggets had not been in the playoffs since 2013, so their their mindset may have evolved since then. All I'm saying is, get some people some damn T-shirts and uh, make that place come alive. Um, Pepsi Center uh, is is you know can be a good place to, to really play games and uh, can be an exciting atmosphere but the uh, the vibe is kind of not helped by the fact that there's they always hand out pom-poms and that's kind of cheesy you know honestly the pom-pom thing is played out they need to get <coughs> some t-shirts like everyone else up that vibe get with where the kids are right now and and just hand out some freaking t-shirts people will love it and they get to take them home and they'll say they'll wear them with pride. All right, get people some T-shirts. Light Pepsi Center up. Don't do a whiteout. That's dumb. But just do just do a a gray T-shirt for the playoffs. And this team, I mean, watch how the fans come alive. That's my advice to you, KSC. Please do it right. Uh, And you know, if you've had six years to wind up on this, let's do it. Um. The last here, last little subject here is the Spurs versus the Nuggets. In fact, before I get into that, I was asked a question on Twitter or given a trivia question um, about. This was from uh, Mario Janapur. Janapur. Mario Janapur. I'm sorry, I'm slaughtering your name. I apologize. Um, he says. Hey, Jeff, uh, maybe put uh, put this on your Mortcast. Six years for the Nuggets since the last play- playoffs. Long time. Can you name the five Nugget starters from Game 1 in the playoffs in 2013 versus Golden State? No Googling. I certainly can. Uh, the starting lineup was as follows. Ty Lawson, Andre Iguodala, Wilson Chandler, uh, Kenneth Fareed, and Timofei Mozgov. Um, that is... Actually, the funny thing about that is, but I won't get too far in the weeds here, but the Nuggets started turning that series a bit when they started JaVale McGee, of all people. When they started playing JaVale McGee more and Mazgov less. And uh, I believe believe that was the uh, motivation. And they had three big three three seven footers. The only time in Nuggets history I've ever remembered them having three seven footers. Um, so anyway, that is my recollection. Although it could have been Costa Kufas who was starting, but I think it was it was Mozgov who started. Um, anyway, now on to this Nuggets Spurs. Uh, first, a little history. The Nuggets are one in five against the Spurs um, uh, in their in their history, um, and in ninety. Let's see, 1983, they beat the Spurs, and then they lost twice, I believe once in 84 and once in a 90, 1990, and then uh, they lost, in, famously in 1995, <clears throat> to the David Robinson-led San Antonio Spurs, uh, David Robinson and Vinny Del Negro, uh, <laughs> and Sean Elliott, while um, the Famously, uh, the Nuggets fans at McNichols were getting sick of some what they perceived as bad calls, and at the end of the game, they started throwing throwing shit on the court after what they perceived was a bad call Uh, on was a foul that uh, they had called on. I think it was Brian Williams. People started throwing stuff on the court, and it got ugly. Um, And then, quite you know, the Nuggets played uh, the Spurs twice during two of their title runs in 2005 and 2007. uh, The Nuggets were very much overmatched in those games, only able to win one uh, each time. And 2007 was the last time they played the Spurs in the playoffs. Um, I was always uh, relatively pissed off when they would play the Spurs because they wouldn't get any calls. Um, And there was one series, and Scott Hastings points this out, there was one series where Tim Duncan was called for one foul for an entire five-game series. It was called for one foul. Uh, I have never seen that before or since. Um, And I think that has to be a record. I don't know if they keep those kinds of records, but it has to be a record. Um, Anyway, uh, the Nuggets are coming into this one for the first time since the 80s as the higher seed. Um, The Nuggets were always coming in at the 8 seed... You know, a team that wasn't supposed to win. <clears throat> this is different. The Nuggets are the higher team, are higher seed, and quite frankly, they are the better team. Um, the Nuggets have proved that this year. Um, they've lost twice in San Antonio. Uh, but the Nuggets, by and large, in years past, they would always drop the odd home game to the Spurs in the regular season. Um, and this year was has been a little different. They, they've been actually, especially in the last game, they wasn't even close. Um, and the Nuggets have been able to kind of set uh, uh, a, a road to how they can beat them. The Nuggets have home court advantage, and it's very important for the Nuggets to win those first two games. The first game starts uh, 8.30 on Saturday night, and it's the NBA's infinite wisdom. They think, well, you know, you're mountain time. You must be the West Coast. Uh, anyway... <laughs> I'm going to push that aside a little bit. Um, Anyway, The Nuggets uh, are coming into this as favorites, and they should be. Um, And I don't want people to be overconfident about this. This is a Greg Popovich Coast team. They're going to be extremely disciplined. And sometimes the Nuggets are not. Uh, In fact, you saw that last night's game against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, They go through periods where they're lax. But talent-wise, the Nuggets are better. And... This should be a series the Nuggets uh, take advantage of, and it won't be easy, but they should win. Um, and I'm going to you know, go out on a limb and say they will. Um, but I'm thinking it'll go six. This will be, be a six-game series, and the Nuggets will prevail in, in six and move on to the second round. Um, hopefully the Nuggets, uh, you know, hopefully the Nuggets can... Exercise some demons this series. Um, Look, the Nuggets were out of the playoffs last year. They had no business being the number two seed this year. They really did not. But they have exceeded expectations to a massive extent. And the game has changed a little. If... If the Nuggets um, if the Nuggets are to take a next step, and if they are to get past San Antonio, not only will it help them right now in terms of playoffs, but it will help them in perception with other players in the league. Right now, no, no one believes in the Nuggets, and rightfully so. Uh, this team has not been in the playoffs since 2013. There's an entire generation of people who have never seen the Nuggets go into the playoffs. I get it. So what the Nuggets need to do is go out and prove it and have a prove it mentality. And Nikola Jokic needs to show up every single game. No mental breaks. No pouting. He needs to show up every single game. Don't worry about fouls and any of that. Just play your game. And he is the key. Against the Spurs, he is the key. By far. It's going to be Nikola Jokic and what he is able to do. And if Nikola Jokic uh, has his head right and he is as good as he has been at stretches this year, the Nuggets will win this series, and that is the key. This simply, simply put. And I know I'm, you know, people are rolling their eyes at this point, saying, "Oh yeah, well, way to go out on a limb, Jeff." Well, it's true. You know, and in other series it may not be, but this this series. Against LaMarcus Aldridge, against uh, you know their various <laughs> front court people, the Nuggets really need to take advantage of the presence of Nikola Jokic and his playmaking ability, and I think they will. All right, well, uh, it's nice to do a CSG playoff uh, thing. We haven't done this since, since 2013. I think the last kind of circuit playoff thing we did for the Nuggets was, um, yeah, it was uh, April of 2013. God. Six years ago. Can you believe that? Man, we've been doing this a long time. Anyway, uh, thank you all for joining me again. I'll be talking to you really soon. Ciao.